Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Introduce you to Lane, who is a core member of New York City Ballet. And fun fact, Lane and I have known each other for a pretty good amount of time already, right? Like we go way yeah. back the time when I was seeing clients when I lived in New York City and you actually came to my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like 18 or 19 and that was like, oh. When we first started working together, it was also, I think I had really just started in private practice. So it was very refreshing for me to work with a who, again, had such a balanced and already a healthy relationship towards food. Were there ever any challenges that you faced uh, that you felt you overcame? Well, I mean... As a student, I feel like I was at the school for like three years and like two months because um, I got into the company when, yeah, for uh, at School of American Ballet, yeah. Um, and I know at first it was like very normal. Like I came from a very normal household in Texas and I would like, I was kind of just like that kid I was dancing all the time when I was younger. I would like leave school for dance and like always dancing and like, it was always kind of like I could eat whatever I wanted, you know, like you're t so tiny and I was growing like, I mean, I was like, I didn't have my like final growth spurt until I was like 14 or something. Like it took me a while to like actually like really grow. But um, like it was always like, I never really had any like real thought around it, like kind of like, you know, stigmas or anything, especially when I was like at my um, home studio in Texas. But then I remember when I went to like the, um, School of American Ballet summer course. That was kind of the first time I experienced like kind of like people like looking in the mirror all the time, like that kind of situation. And I remember like obviously it rubbed off on me a little bit. And then I took that back to like my studio for like a, a little while because I wasn't there um, very long before I went to SAB. Mm -hmm. And um, and then like SAB, my class was like we were really chill when okay. we were younger. Like, yeah. everybody, like, you know, I started in B2, and so I was, like, 13, just turned 14 when I went to the school. And then, like, as you get older, like, kind of, like, that, um, like, there might have been, like, I kind of noticed other girls, like, maybe struggling or, like, having, like, uh, like, like, bad body image or whatever. And, like, it didn't really, like, start to, like, sink into me. Like, I didn't really fully start to feel that kind of, like self-consciousness until I was like older in the school like maybe around 16 or like 15 or 16 because then I was like starting to mature and like all those things and so like that kind of like I've always been so self-critical of myself mm -hmm. and like the mo like 
as all dancers are, we're all like our biggest critic. Yeah, and, sure. um, and so for me, it's always just been like getting over like, uh, like just that self-consciousness. There's some times where I don't like feel the best that I can, like I don't feel like I look the best that I can. So then I'm like, you know, like just like that's always an obstacle for me, like getting over it in my head. Yeah, I think you raised a couple really great points that I just want to review. Um, one thing is summer intensives. Summer intensives <laughs> can so often uh, be a starting point of where we come from our home studios and then we're put into just a more intensive environment. Uh, yeah. And it, no matter where you are, it's usually a first time that they are away from home and that they're either dependent on themselves for meals or dependent on the dorms for meals. And I think that is a uh, such a common exposure to the stigmas, like you said, in the dance world, being obsessed with your body or being obsessed with food or health or having to eat healthy and having to be restricted in some way or another. And then another thing you said was just the idea that we are our own worst critics. I mean, I relate to that so much myself in the sense of just for me I'm a perfectionist and also my history as a dancer we have to rely on the mirror so often for progression of ourselves as an artist there's no there's no way around it that you're going to be self-critical right that's yeah. how we grow as a dancer how we grow in the actual career that we're in was there ever a specific time that you can pinpoint in your training like it was in during one of those summer intensives or maybe it was when you actually started at the school more full-time was there a time that you can actually pinpoint that your food choices played a role in how you actually performed well for me that definitely didn't come until I was dancing in the company because like at like I said when I was younger it was very like I mean you like a classic like ballet studio we would take class and then I was in like a like they had a little like company well, like junior company situation and like we would dance till like eight or nine o'clock at night and like then I would just like get dinner at home or whatever and then at the school it was like you did all your classes like morning afternoon and then you're done and then you just eat lunch and that's normal um right. but then I definitely like obviously I had to start thinking about it more intensely when I got into the company and like sometimes even now I still I'm like I don't like I hope this is like I'm trying things out like sometimes I feel like I still don't even know exactly like what is the best thing for me but I would say like maybe my second year in the company maybe like my second year in the court when I was like doing every show and every season and um usually dancing to like because a lot of times, like, when you're younger, you do, like, the last ballet. Like, it's always, the last ballet is always the biggest ballet. So, like, if you're, like, all, they need everybody. But for me, I, like, would be put into, like, the smaller things and the bigger things. So I was always on. And um, so, like, struggling, like, or dealing with, um, like, full days of rehearsal and then the show at night and then, like, having dinner after the show and then, like, waking up in the morning and making sure I've like start to feel myself right for the day like that I would say like maybe around like second like mm -hmm. my second year in the company that's a good point though first of all we have to think about the demands of being in the core right I yeah. mean they're so exponentially so, high, yeah um that you are pretty much like you said dancing in every show you're needed for almost every performance the realization like that the foods that you're choosing to plate um is going to impact you on how you perform throughout the day 
you start to realize that your choices, your food choices actually start building up because there's not a lot of recovery time. You'll have classes, you'll have some rehearsals, then you have a performance late at night, then you're with 10 a.m. to start all over. You don't have a lot of recovery time. So um, when I hear that certain, that some students are attempting like certain types of diets like keto or um, intermittent fasting they're just not practical uh, yeah. the actual schedule of a professional dancer and I think that's super important for students to realize right yeah no definitely and like you brought up like all those random diets like I I've never really like been for those things like I just am like kind of everything you know like I mean I saw you like mm -hmm info from you and like that has like definitely like shaped the way I like go about my meals and snacks and everything and I mean as like an inside like look into the company like I don't think there's many people or if any that I know of that yeah. do any sort of like those kinds of paleo keto whatever you know what I mean because everyone knows that you need like every one of those nutrients to like really perform we see more of the experimenting and even the more disordered eating in the, the younger students who feel that they have to do this in order to reach that next step and the truth is it's so the opposite because like yeah. even said, you didn't even hit your last growth spurt until what 15 those but years yeah. those years are so important to your development as a dancer i mean that's your those are your the strength of your bones it, it's all so mm -hmm related um so i think it's really important for a younger dancer that at your level at your stage of the game your food choices that start to i mean they need to fuel you it's not just about reaching some body aesthetic it's about actually being able to do what you have to do and you're yeah. on the stage it's so true like so true like so for example um the company is streaming diamonds tonight and um uh I'm I do the demis and diamonds and that is like known it's just known for being like one of the hardest things I always make sure like when we're doing jewels that I'm like on top of it I'm like I gotta make sure I feel myself at this time with this you know like it's it's so yeah. important how have you been able to keep a positive uh, mindset towards body image as a dancer um, I mean, for me, I've always tried to remember that like everybody's different. It's I'm like, I really try, I have to think about it a lot of the time to not compare myself. Mm -hmm. And like, a lot of times like that is just it happens in like, in the ballet world in a company like they're the ballet masters, the director, like whoever it is, other dancers, they like, it's just the nature to like compare. And um, like for me, I'm always like, like, this is like my own body. Like I'm not her, mm -hmm. I don't dance like her. Like we need different things. I have to like, you know, I always like, uh, that's just my, my main thing is comparison. Like to just know that I'm like who I am. And like, maybe right now in this moment, like I'm not perfect, but like I can work to change that. Like I said before, there's this fine line uh, in the dance world of using the mirror for good and then using it for what's going to eventually hinder you. So then it's like yeah. you have this um, hurricane of comparisons plus uh, perfectionism plus mm -hmm. um, insecure, a little bit of insecurity, like especially as you're training, right, pre-professionally. So it's like this hurricane of emotions that can cause mm -hmm. 
to develop those negative feelings towards her body. So it's really a matter of like developing this inner dialogue. That's like, she looks like that. I don't look like that, but this is what for my body. Like, this is who I am. This, you know, like you said, everyone's different and finding the qualities and especially the abilities in class as you're dancing. Mm -hmm. is super important for just yeah. the sustainability of your career mm -hmm. so now more of the fun stuff can you walk us through a bit of a day with like your dancing and your eating maybe when you're in season i'll do like a like kind of like an in season i like usually i like to give myself uh, a lot of time in the morning i'm not the type of person that can just get up and run out the door and like mm -hmm. grab a bar and like whatever um I, so I usually like, we have class at 1030 every day. So I'll usually like get up around 815, 830, or sometimes even eight. Like if we're, if I've had like a really late night, then I'll tr sleep a little bit longer. But um, I try to give myself as much sleep as I can so that I have like a decent amount of time in the morning. But um, yeah, I wake up, I like to have like a little like warm lemon ginger water situation. I feel like that really like helps like my digestion. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of times I'm not hungry as soon as I wake up, especially because my nights are so late. So like when I give myself that like 20, 30 minutes before, like with the, with that where I start eating, then I like develop an appetite. Um, and then I'll have like coffee and breakfast. And that's usually like, I love like toast with peanut butter and banana or toast with like eggs and like, peanut butter on my toast or um like yogurt with granola and berries or like apple I love apple and yogurt um and then class at 10 30 a lot of times I end up having rehearsal right after class which would be 11 30 and so depending on how long the rehearsal is if it's like a two-hour rehearsal I'll make sure I have like a bar in my bag because when we have our five-minute break I'm like I know I'm gonna eat a snack and then into the afternoon most of the time I'll have like my rehearsals uh and like usually have like kind of more of a break break around like two or three o'clock so that's like when I'll have like an actual lunch um but even then sometimes it's not an actual lunch it might just be like a bigger snack you know what I mean yeah. um I love to make like tuna salad or um salmon salad with like canned salmon and tuna crackers I like the smoothie too I love a good like packed smoothie and sometimes I'll bring some like granola and put that on top of it and then usually I end up having more rehearsals and then I'll have like a pre-show snack and then after the show which is like I'll usually get home around 10 30 ish mm -hmm. I'll have um dinner so a lot of times when I get home I'm like pretty hungry I'm like I know I need to eat something I know I need to replenish like my muscles so, Sometimes I cave and like order food if I'm really tired. I hear from many dancers about the adrenal adrenaline rush post show as being really tough with the recovery meal. Yeah, yet, yet you know yeah. I can't stress enough how important that meal is. So I'm so happy that you are getting it in, just because again, like I said earlier, especially in season, there's mm -hmm. not a long period of time recovery um one thing that you said that's not doesn't even have anything to do with food was the fact that you are letting yourself sleep i think that sleep goes mm -hmm. uh, unnoticed as playing such a huge role in your body's recovery mm -hmm. um, sometimes as dancers we uh, tend to think that we're robots in a way like yeah. um and we have to realize that every day is different and how we feel one day may be different than another day and mm -hmm. for example for this is like you have a very tough week of shows and of rehearsals, very intense activity is going to suppress someone's appetite to a certain 
free. So I'll see dancers who during, even though they really need it during those week shows, I see them struggle with actually getting in enough fuel to fuel themselves. Yeah. But then the week after, they'll be like fast and like getting yeah. in recovery. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it's important to realize that hunger and fullness totally ebbs and flows. You, you really have to be on top of making sure you know how your food choices are going to fuel you in class say like we just in our last season that we did our winter season we did swan lake um at the end of the well it was like we did two weeks of the um of like swan lake at the end of the season and it was always like i did first act it was the first time in my company life that I wasn't a second act swan and that was like really weird but um so I was like a villager in first act and then I would have all of second act off and then like an intermission before doing third act and then fourth act I was a swan in fourth act though and so that was like more than an hour of like waiting in the dressing room and so like obviously at that point it's like nine o'clock and of course I'm gonna get hungry so we I would like have a snack in between then like in between those two times. And also because like first act was like not as much dancing and then third act and fourth act was like more. That's just how it just ebbs and flows. Swan Lake is like the absolute most perfect example of just ballet that I would find it very difficult for any dancer to get through without needing some mid-performance snack because it's very long and it's very intense. Um, So we spoke about your post-performance, which can sometimes be tough, but do for the most part, really try and get that recovery meal in, which is very important. So I like that. Um, Just to really close out everything, Lane, how would you define what a healthy dancer is? Like, what does that general statement even mean to you? To me, a healthy dancer would be um, really loving, like, loving your body in the way that it is your your machine it is like it is what you use every day and giving it like the best most nutritious things that you can um treating it with respect um and then also just like using it to like fuel your passion like every day that's for me that's the most important thing is just like yeah respecting myself and like my body like making sure that like like I said getting enough sleep getting enough food when I need it like some like you said some days hungrier than others like in those ones I try and listen to that like just being intuitive and then just having like like an open mind and like an understanding mind towards Mm -hmm. other people and towards yourself Mm -hmm. and just yeah perfect point I mean at the end of the day as a dancer your body is your tool it's what's going to get through your career and what you have to do. Um, So not only do you want to fuel it, but you have to respect it. And I know for you, you like food and you like to experiment with recipes and um, get in the kitchen. And I think that that in of itself is respecting your your love for for food in general, right? And and for building nourishing meals and feeling good in your body. Well, Lane, it was such a pleasure speaking to you again. Thank I you. very soon. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank um, you. Welcome. I'll speak to you soon. Yes. All right. Bye.